My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, this is Bill Crockett again. Welcome to Touch of the Master's Hand. We're continuing our series entitled Living for God in an Ungodly World. In this episode, we're going to begin to look at five ways that loving God and loving others changes how we live our life. Now that we understand that loving God causes us to want to obey Him, and in turn, that also causes us, because we want to obey Him, to love others. Now we want to put it all together to see how does this affect our everyday life? How does this really work in the things we do every day? In the next few episodes, we're going to learn five ways that loving God and loving others will change the way we live. All of these, all five of these ways are found in 1 John chapter 4, verses 16 through 19. And we're going to be using the New Living Translation. In our episode today, we're going to look at the first one. So how does loving God and loving others change the way we live? Well, number one. When we love God and love others, we trust God because of his love for us. We trust God because of his love for us. Look at 1 John 4, verse 16. The Bible says, we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Because God loves us, he directs everything in our life to fulfill his purpose for us. And that purpose is always perfect and it's always good for us. That's why John says, since we know how much God loves us, we put our trust in his love. God loved us so much he gave his only son to die for us. He's not going to do anything to hurt us. So we trust his unfailing love, that he will always do what's best for us. He is God. He is sovereign. He controls everything. He knows what's going on, and he has a plan for our life. Everything he does, he does to accomplish his purpose for our life, and that purpose is a good purpose. Listen to what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13 in the New International Version. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. God is working in all of our lives every day in order to fulfill his good purpose in us, regardless of what's going on in our life. Listen to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Paul said, do not conform to the pattern of this world. That, by the way, is the philosophy that Satan's trying to promote. And we're going to talk about that in a later podcast. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is where we learn God's philosophy of life from the Bible. Because then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. God's will just simply means his purpose, his plan, his design, his desire, and his choice for our life. And Romans 12, 2 and Philippians 2, 13 tells us that God's will and God's purpose is good. That word good is the Greek word that means to the benefit of. 
Literally, Paul is telling us in Romans 12, 2, that God's will or plan for our life is for our benefit. God loves us and wants what's best for us. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief's purpose, that's Satan, is to kill and steal and destroy. My purpose, Jesus said, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. God wants what is best for us and always will. However, just because God wants what's best for us, it does not always mean that everything will go great. We can trust God's love. Even when you think God's not there, even when things are going bad and you don't see God's hand working, you can trust his love. Sometimes God has to use trials in our life to make us better. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. So be truly glad there is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him, even though you've never seen him. And though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Notice that Peter is talking to believers that are going through some severe trials in their life. But I want you to notice two things he says about these believers, and I believe he's complimenting them. He says, first of all, that even though you've never seen God, you love him. That's what we've been talking about. Loving God supremely is the key to everything when it comes to living for God. Peter said, even though these believers were going through trials, they still loved God. And then he said, and even though you do not see him now, you can't see his hand in what's going on during these difficult times now, you trust him. That's how God wants us to live. Trusting him even in times of difficulty because we know how much he loves us. You know, sometimes because God loves us, he has to discipline us. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 11. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as a child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful 
But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Even the painful process of discipline is a part of God's love for us. These verses tell us that the Lord disciplines those he loves. So to trust God's love simply means that we trust him in every situation in our life, regardless of what it is, because we know he loves us. We trust his love. Now, in our episode tomorrow, we're going to be talking about two more ways that loving God and loving others will affect and change the way that we live. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we can trust your love. Thank you that because you love us so much, you guide and direct in every aspect of our life. And we are thankful that even though we're going through difficulty, that we can know you are in control and you're doing it for our good. Continue to guide and direct each of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Touch of the Master's Hand today. I hope you have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.